Oh, welcome back, gamers and gentlemen, to a, another special Gamer Culture po Podcast episode segment thing. My name is Kuma, and today we are going to be talking about the winners of the VGAs, the Video Game Awards. Before we get into that, though, let's talk to the rest of our guests. Join me, as always, my co-host, Kibbles. How you doing, man? Hello, everyone. It's glad to see you again, Kuma. You left us hanging. <laughs> It's good to have you back, uh, especially after the last podcast that we had. <laughs> I know, I know. My my cord got all fried. I was telling you guys before my uh, my Ethernet cable apparently fried itself, um, and that's why the connection was so shit. I shared a picture on Facebook of my upload download speed, and they were in the decimal places, uh, which is never where you want to be on your upload da download speeds. Um, but everything should be going back again. We should be back to our regularly scheduled uh, once an hour drops for 10 seconds for me, which is per perfectly normal, as everybody knows. Um, before we get back into my shit, though, and uh, start this ball rolling, uh, joining us as always, almost always, Falco of Zombie Core. How you doing, man? It's been a while. Hey, uh, yeah, I'm just, you know, still trying to normal with this new work schedule which is uh the work's great but the schedule's kind of uh, a little <laughs> weird so i'm just trying to keep up with it that's all so is, is a is a pandemic the pandemic uh throwing you off or they no the pandemic is keeping me employed oh all right so well I work, I work at a i work at a testing facility it tests all oh. it, that's where all your uh your pandemic tests go oh shit all right damn Alrighty, well, uh, good. You know, we got some <laughs> people that I trust in there. Um, moving right along, I don't, I don't do the test personally. I just <laughs> moving right along. Joining us today, you might know him from Sh <clears throat> Shukai. Kevin, welcome. Hi, yeah. this is my first time in gamer culture. Uh, like you said, I'm from Shukai. Oh, Shukai, so Shukai, it's gonna be. You can see a little touch of purple right there. That's my Shukai shirt. <laughs> Laying there right on top of Al the alligator, who I've had since I was very little. He will never be thrown away ever, or I will kill the man that does it. <laughs> Guys, uh, thank you very much for, for being here. Like I said, today we're going to be talking about the Game Awards, the VGAs. So the, those results have been released. Uh, the last time we talk, talked about Game Awards was for the Golden Joystick. You'll notice a lot of very similar results on the VGAs. The, this year was. Not too much of a shock of who's going to get it. Um, if we're all looking at the same list, we should be looking right at the top. The The nominees this year uh, for the VGAs were Doom Eternal, the Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Animal Crossing New Horizons, and The Last of Us Part II. Sh shocking no one. I think it go it went to uh, Last of Us Part II. Yeah, it did. I'm about to say, I made a case in the last episode of Ammo Crossing, even though I knew it was a long shot, I still made a case that it could have possibly won, but I kind of did expect that The Last of Us Part 2 would take it. I told Tyler before we started, you know, the of the six on this list, there are three that I think actually had a shot, and it was Last of Us, Animal Crossing, and Ghost. Uh, and I, I really, of those three, I think Animal Crossing had the weakest. Um, I really think Ghost had the stronger, but there was just so much hype and so much buzz around the last of us especially since it's been anticipated for so long i honestly think the the hype is what carried it to victory um having not played it myself full admittance so this is part where i would chime in since i played last of us part two to the fullest 
Um, I think the hype and the buzz and all the news surrounding Last of Us Part 2 was very mixed. I actually wasn't banking on Last of Us Part 2 winning the majority of the players' votes, which is why um, in, in the later categories, the players' voice went to Ghost of Tsushima. But because... The Last of Us Part Two was a very, very controversial game in itself, both in its storytelling and in its narrative, that a lot of people will have trouble coming to terms with it. So um, I wasn't surprised that Last of Us Part Two was um, was going to win, but I think Ghost of Tsushima would have came would have came a pretty close second though for video game of the awards the game that i am actually surprised to see which is hades and hades was just recently released too and all of a sudden it got a nomination for game of the awards which tells you a lot about the game of hades and it's such a beautifully artistic game overall so i think i in my turn in my top three um, I thought Hades would have been like a really weak, weakest of the three, then Ghost of Tsushima, and obviously Last of Us Part Two. Yeah, I was shocked to see Hades up there too, because like you said, it's a very new game. But I mean, like again, like you said, that just kind of the te- testament to the weight that I had behind it. Um, Doom Eternal, I think, is mostly here just because it's really nostalgic. It's Doom. Everyone loves Doom. Like, of course, it's going to be there. Same thing with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I say this as someone who fucking loved that game. I haven't done the new game plus yet, and that's uh, a shame on me because I really should. Um, I hear it's really fun when you replay it. Um, but it, Ghost and Crossing and Last of Us were de- were definitely the the three the the, the real content tenders up there. Uh, Falco, what do you think on it getting uh, get, game of the year? Uh, you know, I would like to say my opinion, but you already insulted me once. So, <laughs> what I by, do uh, by saying no one would ever vote for Doom Eternal as game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it had some and, votes, and, though, but it's, yeah, just, it's in, just not enough, including mine. That's the point. <laughs> like, Sorry. Like, look, as the person who has actually played all six, holy shit. Although I've not finished all six of them, and and two of them I've only played a little bit, so I haven't been able to play a lot. Which are the two I haven't played a lot of, which are Hades and and, uh, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Of them, of them, uh, as far as who who deserved to win, honestly, I still would have probably given it more to Ghost of Tsushima. Not to say that I I picked Doom Eternal though because I had just the most fun with it. Not to mention the the soundtrack is just it, it, that's my that's up my alley. That that whole heavy metal like just go and it just makes you feel like <laughs> it makes you feel like you know you're, you you one v one the sun. You know you could do that. <laughs> so my personal my personal thing was Doom Eternal, but I thought Ghost would win. Just because there was as much uh, controversy in The Last of Us Part Two, I actually liked The Last of Us Part Two. I played all the way through it as well. Mm-hmm. I played it a long time ago. I enjoyed, yes. I enjoyed it. I know some people didn't, and some people <laughs> have very valid reasons. Some people, I think, are kind of kind of crappy reasons, and they need to actually. Um... You know, yeah, I'm pretty much on. Like, it took me like when I finished the game, it took me 
so long. Like I went on a meditative state where I had to soak in everything that that was in this game. Like it was just, it was heavy. It was beautiful. It was gory. It was raw in its entire sense. That's the feeling I got into it. It's real to these characters, to these people in the Last of Us storyline, and. I guess it kind of it kind of makes me sad that pe- uh, that a lot of people um, choose to bash onto it because um, because it's popular to bash on it or whether it's just like um, the crunch culture or anything like that. But like, I'm sure even it, then, I was gonna say I'm sure it's a combination of a bunch of yeah them. yeah yeah. So, say, I'm thinking maybe because of the long time period between the first and the second. A lot, this can also apply with the Final Fantasy remake. How everyone been wanting that for years and years, and they no, no word, but then they finally did it. It was because there's such a long wait. It probably people probably had so much higher expectations for the game. I, that I, I honestly, it, I honestly think it was a combination of of a couple different things. One, I thought it was a combination of the fact that yeah, before before it came out, we heard that they were crunching to finish yeah. it. And not not like a little bit, like a lot. Um, two, never was, something you want to hear. Yeah, exactly. Two, yeah, right, it, was the, it, it is a very uh, and unfortunately I, that I have to say this in general because I think it's I think it's ridiculous that people get mad at this. But very strong female, uh, you know, presence of being uh, the main characters. Uh, and there's obviously some people complaining complaining about that. Uh, I think the fact that you you know um, have to switch between the two characters and one is definitely less liked than the other is is a major factor in that but the whole point of the game is, is supposed to be like you're not sure how to really feel you're supposed to be angry and sad and and mixed and you're supposed to be that way like it's supposed to make you kind of like just forget who you are and be stuck in this weird emotional hole yeah um, you and because because the way the story is formatted, you always have to live in the moment. There's no time to process anything that's going on because there's just always something happening in the story where it it doesn't let you rest. It doesn't let you catch a break, and that's life. That's their life, you know. Exactly, and and I think the, the biggest thing is just, of course, that that ending, and that people were so willing to. You know, I, I I'm still kind of like spoiler guarding it, but I mean, the, the, by now most people probably know. But just the fact that they didn't get the ending exactly what they wanted because the, that ending is a conflicting, you know, thing because doesn't do exactly what you would expect her to do. But you know what? I'm sorry, but the Last of Us Part One had the exact same ending as far as I'm concerned. That you did something <laughs> just as concerning. The only difference was is that. The ending of Last of Us One was more leaning towards what he did do compared to this one, where it's leaning towards one that people didn't want as much. <laughs> Which, but that's not the point, you know. I, I I just feel like I just feel like the ending for Last of Us Part Two just carries a different weight of personal, like personal gains versus the gains of the many, the gains of the people around you. There's just different different weights onto them, which is something that I thought that was melancholically beautiful about the ending. Like I ha- I struggled so much coming to terms with how I feel about this game and what what it 
brought to me in general and it was tough you know i went like i said i went on a long meditative processing state where i'm just like <sighs> so you know i i don't think that it's it's out of the realm that it won i think it had enough marriage to win i didn't expect it to win just because i thought there was going to be just enough controversy to keep it out i thought it was going to still win a couple of awards which it obviously did yeah but, um yeah. and i probably and and like i said i i would have i would have fingered ghost of Tsushima. Uh, just as what I thought would have worked. Well, let me ask you this. Cause so the guys of you who have actually played La- Last of Us, um, Ghost of Tsushima had so much, I g- call it innovation in terms of how you explore the world. It's, it's combat. Um, just the details that they add into the world. I mean, the level of depth of research that they did to make this a, to make it a very accurate, you know, time to play. I think the only anachronism I've, I found anyone bring up was the fact that sake didn't exist at the time. <laughs> um, that was uh, like you, you for could, the time period right. it was then it was, it was invented like, like after, but, um, and people still drink sake in the game. Cause you're like, of course it's samurai. It's Japan's sake. Right. But, um, <laughs> But my point being with Ghost, the reason I think it should have gotten it was there was so many or so much new to it. Just the the world exploration aspects, the the freshness of the combat. And then with Last of Us, did Last of Us feel like it innovated at all? Did it feel like just more of the first game? Like, what do you guys think? I felt that the animation and the, the feel of a lot of stuff, especially the way they react to the world, is definitely a step up from the original Last of Us. Okay. Um, I feel that there's probably, uh, what's the, uh, it's probably a little bit borrowed from you know uh, how the way that Uncharted, the newer Uncharted, worked as far as like movement and whatnot. Obviously, Last of Us has a little bit different movement, but I think, I think honestly, it was definitely a step up from the last ones. I wouldn't exactly put it over Ghost of Tsushima, but. I, I I I still felt it was pretty strong as far as gameplay goes. That you know, uh, a common gripe I remember with the story is that you were supposed to be sympathetic for like some of the bad guys, but it was so yeah. fun to play it. It was so fun to kill the bad guys. Like you, you, had, you, had, you had trouble sympathizing with him. I don't have time to feel bad for this guy. Do you realize how fun it is to kill him? I mean, I I, I did because I like the story, but some people just couldn't get that, you know. Everyone's going to approach the things that different. It's like playing Dark Souls. You're like, you could play Dark Souls straight through and not realize there, there's a story. You're just like, I'm just a guy killing dudes. <laughs> that's, that's usually a lot. That's how a lot of people is. And then until you do like the sick, then you get those people that are like, I'm going to look up every single item thing. Then you get Body Vidya, who's like, I know all the lore forever. Mm. Um, for me, though, for my input, um, I think Last of Us, um, the first one, had such a strong foundation. So Last of Us Part 2 has that foundation to add a lot more things. I just feel like there's a lot of small little details that you you kind of miss if you're not really paying attention. One of the small details I really love is that even the villains 
even like the mob villains, right? The guys that you shoot by, like just to try to get from point A to point B, even they have a story, you know, like not really spoiler like, but like when you kill them and when their friends find you, they have a name and they're like, oh shit. Carl I'm gonna I'm find you, fucker. I'm just like, oh my god! Even the mob villains have a backstory. What is going on? Holy shit! So I just, I just feel like there's just a lot of, there's a lot of small little details. If you do replay it, or if you're playing it for the first time, that they just put so much, so much extra fluff into it to make it much more realistic if that were if we were in that post-apocalyptic set setting you know um i just feel like like i said last of us uh has such a strong foundation and they had just added more onto it and the more was so meticulously small but when you notice it it just changes your entire uh view about how much effort they put into the game um I think I think as for story wise versus I haven't played Ghost of Tsushima versus so I can't really compare this to the story, but it's just the things, the events that happened in Last of Us, at least the major events, will be the events that you will remember for a very, very, very long time because it's not something you see in every other video game. That's what sets it apart from from like other stories, you know, it's not just like the hero versus the villain or the hero versus the world. It's much more like the heroes versus themselves and their ambitions and the world and the villains. So I just feel like, I just feel like, um, like I said, there's a lot of small little things that, that you won't even notice, but when you do, it just changes your mind about it. Sure. Okay. So, well, that actually played into, I guess the next, uh, Next category down on the list here was get, uh, best game direction, uh, specifically referring to creative vision and innovation in game direction and design. Uh, the nominations for that were the FF7 remake, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Half-Life Alex, and Last of Us Part Two. the winner being Last of Us Part Two. Um, Hades, I mean, Hades is a super giant game. Um, that should tell you at least 50% of what you're going to expect right there. Um, yeah. I thought Hades was fun. Um, I I think every game that Supergiant has ever made has been really fun. Um, yeah. Ghost, um, like, like I said, I, I already think Ghost had great creative vision, great innovation in terms of just how they designed it. FF7 Remake, I mean, if you liked Final Fantasy VII, this new direction and the way that they had you interact with the world and explore the world, um, you don't, I don't think I realized how linear the original Final Fantasy seven was until I played it in 3d. Um, <laughs> but besides that, like it, I still really enjoyed my time with it. I can't speak to half-life Alex. Um, uh, I can't speak with that either. Cause that one, I think that would be, would be the most, I don't want to say the most linear, but it, I don't think it's as expansive because half-life Alex is a VR mm -hmm. game. So you kind of have to be super linear they haven't got to that point where it's like hey we're going to take vr but you can have an open world vr i think i think we're getting to the point they could have i mean they do have open world vr games mostly they are first person games that are transferred into vr um I've, uh, yeah a fallout 4 um uh, i've i've watched all of alex and i honestly think that even though it was um, somewhat 
Yeah, linear and and what it does what it does do with the uh, VR and just everything the way it works. I think it works wonderfully. I think it was done very well, and I honestly think it's probably one of the the best VR games on the market. Okay, okay. Now I know I'm pretty sure VR is a later is a uh, another category later on down the list. Yeah, I think so. Um, we'll get to that. Uh, that's that's high high praise because freaking Star Wars Squadron is on that list. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but, um, no, I think, I mean, of these, I would argue, um, FF seven probably could have been up there, but I understand why it wouldn't win it. You know, at the end of the day, final fantasy seven already exists. Um, so all they did was switch some things up. Um, I, I think personally game direction wise, Tsushima should have taken it. Um, last of us. I've, you know, I know a lot, a lot of the buzz, even though I haven't played, played it. I've watched a lot of play of it. I've read a lot about, about it, heard people's opinions on it. I know that there's a lot of, you know, really, really hard beats on the game. So it's in terms of, you know, where they took it, um, how they went with an overall feel for it. Um, and I, I don't debate that it deserves its, its victory. I just think I would love to see what the voting was and see how close ghost was. Yeah. Cause yeah. I figure out both of those, it probably would, was a very close call between the two games. So it would be interesting if we can see like a live poll of like, especially with, because it's voted by like people, like what, how close the votes were. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of like gaming outlets. If you look on this site, uh, we're on the game slash nominees. Uh, it has somewhere on here. I'd have to find it. Like all the people that actually voted on it, and it was like actually it was like media outlets. Yeah, I'm gonna say, and VGA is the one showcase showed every year. But there's multiple different Game of the Award award like given out. Like I gotta say, like Witcher said, like they're like it has like a hun- received like over 300 different Game of the World like. Game of the Year awards for different people. So there are, even though this is what this company says, says like, oh, Last of Us Part Two is automatically like the Game of the Year. There can be a different company or different like organization that gives it to Ghost of Tsushima or something else. Well, I mean, you know, obviously this, but this is like the, the big one. Yeah, this is the big one. Say, to be to be fair, but you know, in in all honesty, again, it's 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 a lot of just. Um, you know what you what you think is best in, in a, to an extent popularity contest of what yeah. what each is. Um, in between all these, again, I've played most of them. I didn't play Alex, but I watched all of it. Uh, if I were to have given it to somebody, I probably would have still given it to Ghost of Tsushima. I felt there was a few things in The Last of Us that could have been directed a little better uh, as far as how the story goes, uh, but I don't think that was the I don't think that was the point because the way I would have done it. Would have made you more. Well, the way I would I was thinking of like putting it in a way was basically to make it so you don't don't piss off as many like people specifically and make them as conflicting. But I don't think that was the point. I think the point was to conflict you. So uh-huh. I I there was a couple of things that I would have I would have disagreed on and. Uh, I don't think it's bad. I just would have done differently, so I wouldn't have voted for that. I think I actually voted for this one. I did. I think I did vote for Ghost of Tsushima. Um, and yeah, I, I honestly I, feel 
that's the more the stronger one in this case. I think for like best game direction, um, a lot of people like want something refreshing and something something new, which is why um, even even I think um, Last of Us Part Two did very good in their game direction. But um, like like Falco said, there is some things that could have been uh, been more fluid. So um, between Ghost of Tsushima and Hades, again, those are like the top two underdogs as of this moment in most of the, most of the categories. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just feel like because they're super fresh, they're super crisp, and they're, they're especially clean, that a lot of people want these two to win. And, um, you know, I played, I played Hades. It's, it's definitely new. I love their art direction and everything they put into it. So I thought that Hades might even, might even, come to a very skim uh, competition against Ghost of Tsushima because of its artistic style. It was, I mean, super giant games are always fun to look at. Um, Moving on, we have best narrative. Um, Again, very similar lineup, FF7, Ghost of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us, and a game I've never heard of until now was 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. I'm uh, so proud of them. <laughs> Kevin, go ahead. You have the floor. What the I, hell is this game? I, I wasn't yeah. even expecting this game to even come up here at all because nobody heard about this game. I've never heard so, of it. I haven't heard of it so either. I, so I, I, I haven't like played it. It's it's on my backlog, but like it's it's um I'm a huge big giant robot fan, and it has giant robots, and you use it in a strategic style. <laughs> and I was like, and of course, it it's it's a typical anime game, and it has high school students with like very complexing like narratives and backstory. I was like, all right, that's fine. It's just a typical anime game, but for it to be in the nominee for best narrative oh, oh, oh. <laughs> so good no he liked it so he liked it <laughs> he liked it he liked it um, giant robots i will love it oh the fact that it's an anime game that almost nobody heard about and it's also by the same studio as the uh um what is it the um dragon dragon's crown and uh which one is the name of the valkyrie valkyria chronicles no, not Valkyria Chronicles. Um, I'll I'll get back to you on that. But they're they're really good. This is a studio that's really good at side-scrolling games with super beautiful and unique art styles into it, while bringing the love for side-scrolling into it. They also made uh, was it Mur- Muramasa? Muramasa okay. from the PS Vita. I know Muramasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mur- Muramasa from the PS Vita. So, um, despite that same studio, so it's not a, it's a studio that's very well known for those kinds of games and 13, 13 sentinels is a different genre of game where it's um where it's um um tactical a little bit of tactical into it so i don't know i i just find it i'm just i'm just happy i got nominated nominated that's all that's so, all I so you're happy it's here <laughs> do you agree that narrative wise like storytelling narrative development that it's on this list does it hold a candle to the rest of the lineup they kind of do because um, in the pre uh, in the previous game, uh, the one with the Valkyrie, um, these two t- these two games are actually really similar, where they have multiple stories going on at the same time, and each character is very vastly different from one another. Each of them have their own motivation, each of them have their own ambitions, and et cetera, et cetera. So obviously, with Thirteen Sentinels, Aegis Rim, 
uh, you follow a series of, not a series, but a, like a collective of high school students, all very vastly different from each other, and they all have their own agenda. You don't know what their agenda is until you play their storyline. So I just think it's impressive to tell multiple stories all like, it's kind of like a roots of a tree. They all start out different and they all come come merging into one big giant storyline. Did you ever so, play uh, uh, Octopath Traveler? I have not. I've been, that is actually on my list, and I feel because like that reminds me of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So Octopath um, is more of you have eight stories, but as far they don't really connect. It's like you just happen like as far as I remember, it's like it's like you got eight characters, so you have eight different stories going on, but they never really like ever like. None of them are like merge. Yeah, they never merge into one thing. Is like they're more they're 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 parallel. They're not perpendicular. Yeah, that's all I gotta say. Okay, so I mean, with the rest of the lineup on, on here, I mean, it sounds like they're they definitely deserve their place in the content contender. Final Fantasy VII remake. Uh, anyone who's played it knows, and I'll try not to spoil anything for anyone that hasn't. Um, it's essentially the game you remember, but they decided to throw in a different element essentially fate is getting a little fucky um and it's trying to intervene in a lot of what they're trying to do but um it's basically the same game so even though it you know good on them for making it onto the list it final fantasy 7 has had its day in the sun i think we all know the story ghost great story hades good story uh last of us i mean you guys have said that it, it it did really well narrative wise so here obviously i don't know if i said it but it did win last of us did win best narrative as well um no shock there i think i've i've heard so much about its story there's so many crazy beats obviously there's a major character moment that everyone freaked the fuck out at and reacted in an exceedingly inappropriate way internet how dare you that's not that's not be, being a joke. How fucking dare, dare you if you reached out to the voice, voice actors? Go fuck yourself. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's not very... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, it really sucks because that also happened in a voice actress in uh, an anime, a hit anime called Darling in the Franks, and very similar oh, reactions. My brother that watches that. Ha- I remember that one. Too. So, yeah, so was- coming... Coming from the anime side and seeing this happen again, um, I, I I have no words. I am really sorry for the people who are involved, and I am really ashamed to of those fans. You know, it's it sucks and it's very inappropriate. It's rude, and you should be ashamed of yourself. Go go crawl in a hole <laughs> and 100%. just not see the sun. Not see the sun. Ugh. yeah i I don't even have words for him like it's ridiculous they shouldn't they should know you know this isn't (laughs) they have no say they show up they just show up in the studio and give the lines that's it here's what good people do here's what those fans were doing you notice what the circles don't don't do intersect it's like it's like at what point in the day do you you know do you do you do you not do you never separate the voices voice actors from the character like how I'm just convinced those like, are people you know? who and I I don't mean this to be offensive to anyone but those are obviously pe- people who have some kind of like it, it's got to be like a mental health issue right 
Like not to be I'm rude sure. to anyone, not to do, not to belittle. I know that's a huge umbrella, but there, there there's got to be like a separation issue where like you you can't separate that that issue. Where I'm, I'm sure some of them are that way. Not not all not all of them though. I'm sure that some of them just get way into it. But it's like you need to know like where that line is, and if you're gonna cross it, be re- be be ready to. To, to face consequences on that, honestly, you can get people yeah. pissed off at you. Depending on what you say, you may get people called on you. Like you know, it's not okay. If there's yeah. one thing I've learned okay. working in retail, it's it's re- some people just suck. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's an understatement. Um, so moving on, we have uh, best art direction, and this is. Once again, it's uh, the big content tenders with one difference. We have Final Fantasy VII Remake, Ghosts of Tsushima, Hades, Last of Us Part Two, and Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yeah. Can I can I say this? I when I originally went through this list, I gave my bet to Ori for the win because mm-hmm. Ori is such a beautiful it's game. It's a beautiful it's so and it's fresh. Especially, especially Ori in the in the Lost Woods, the game that came before it was such a beautiful game. Blind Forest it was so cult. Oh, Blind Forest. Sorry about that. But it was, was like, um, it, sorry. I knew it was like, uh, but it was just <laughs> a beautiful game because it, it's like, it's very colorful. You feel it's a very, it's very colorful game. They do a great job with all the lighting effects and everything. I was, I love it. I love the art style of that. That's why I was surprised. That's why I originally gave it like, okay, they did just a great job at the first game. I have no, I, I was sure that was going to win. And it's really disappointing because games like Hades and Ori were beautiful. They're so much fun to look at. And then, yes. then you get games like Last of Us, Ghost, Final Fantasy VII Remake. They were it's a lot really gray and dark. It's very gritty. Of. There might be some colors, but it's a lot of... I mean, shit, you walk through Midgar, your two colors are brown and gray. Pick one. Um, but it's at, they, they're very realistic. And I mean, shout out to the textures and the modelers on it. I don't want to belittle anyone's artistic ability. They are, they look absolutely gorgeous. Every game on this list is beautiful to look at. I just think artistically wise, Hades and Ori, I think were the stronger content, content tenders. Uh, go for our first jump in this whole list. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima took best art direction. Um, then. Um, then I have a question for you. So should art direction be separated into a different categories than where um, where it's just like best artistic, best design, best art designs versus art direction? Or how would you try to like separate oh, um, man. Games, um, like, games like Hades, games like Ori and the Will of the Wisp? Um, how would you separate those two games, which is artistically beautiful by any chance? It's it's so beautiful to look at them. They're so fun to look at versus uh, Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima, which is it's beautiful in their own right and much more realistic. And it's all the same beautiful, but it's just a different sense of uh, beauty in itself. If I was going to separate them, I would say games like Hades and, and Ori should be judged on just continue to call it art direction versus um ghost of tsushima final fantasy 7 last of us games like that uh should be considered either art direction no not art direction like um model like best mo- modeling maybe 
Um, and I, again, I don't want to step on anyone's toes and say that modeling isn't, you know, 3d modeling is not art. Um, it absolutely is. It's an art, it's a skill. Um, it's a technician, but, um, I definitely think the skills that go into making games like eighties and Ori look good are different from the games that make, you know, like ghost and final fantasy look good. I definitely think there could be a split along that line of, you know, you've got your 3D mod- modelers and you've got your, call them like cell shaded 2D animation. Yeah, like 3D and like 3D art and 2D art. I think should be separate. But see, look, I about to say, like you would consider shell shading would. I know, like, but there are games that like shell shading is the weird bastard child between the two. It is because if you look at uh, Breath of the Wild, that one is. 3D models, but it has that shell shading effect in it that looks good. So, see, I would consider like a lot of the Naruto fighting games to be more like a like an example of cell shading. Oh yeah, the Naruto games have a good amount of. Shell or if shading. you really want to go back, go back to like Beautiful Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. no. Yeah, like that cell shading nowadays. Like, like if I looked at um, what was the example you, you gave? I just had a major brain brain fart. I gave uh, Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild. I would still consider Breath of the Wild to be a 3D modeled game. Um, and I realize that it's kind of unfair because obviously the I, the direction of that game isn't to go hyper te- textured or hyper realistic. Where, you know, like games like Final Fantasy 7 and Ghost and Last of Us were trying to be. Um, so I realize in a, in a game like that, my argument kind of falls apart because it's like, okay, where does it go? Um but I just think like it, it really gets difficult to judge a game where it's like, okay, you've got these 2D models and these 3D models. Obviously, the 3D models are going to look a little more satisfying because they look realer. Um, but I think that leaves games like Ori and Hades in the dust. Sure, they sure it's an honor for them to contend, but it's like, were they ever really contenders? Um, let's move on from there. Now we go into best score and music. Um, and this might be where Falco has some words because uh, our lineup here was Doom Eternal, Final Fantasy VII Remake, Hades, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Last of Us Part, Part Two. Uh, Ori, I did what it was, one of the ones I did play. Uh, Hades as well, Final Fantasy VII Remake I did. Didn't play Doom Eternal, didn't play La- Last of Us. Final Fantasy VII just has good m- music. Like, it just does. Um, I don't think there's a song in that game that's bad. It definitely is one of the best soundtracks of any Final Fantasy VII game. Don't at me. I'm not discussing it. Um, that being said, uh, uh, Ori, I mean, Ori was just, it had very nice music. I thought Hades had good music. Um, I've heard some of the songs from Doom, and they're all very heavy metal, which rock on. Um, Falco, you actually play it played the game how how do you feel like throughout imagine you're about to go into a work day and you (laughs) just like outside the store and you see the store swarming and you put on doom eternal music and you just know now that somehow you are going to just tear through all of it and just be done it is some of the most hype up music that you can get like you, you it's 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 just the amount, sheer amount of amazing music in that game, like seriously, uh, and 
it 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 it's crazy because the some of the game's music isn't even fully like uh <laughs> Isn't even fully like completed because Mick Gordon didn't even get to completely compose it correctly. Bethesda's people's had uh, had to do a lot of it because of the way it was all done or whatnot. And even the DLC that came out not that long ago was done by a completely different person because Mick Gordon wasn't doing any of the music, and that music's phenomenal. Like I'm, I'm telling you, it's 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 just this. It's such a hype up music. You can feel you you'd feel like you'd be able to take one on one on Goku and win. Like it's <laughs> like, like seriously, you, it's it's that one thing where it's like So it's Superman's mu- music is what you're telling me. It's like Superman if he was a if he was a just a heavy metal d- dude who could just just rip and tear everything. And I you know, I know he can, but in in such a way it's 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 just really amazing and there's a lot of places in doom eternal that are that are that crazy heavy metal like hype everything and then you go to urdak uh which in doom is essentially heaven and it sounds nothing like that it sounds alien it sounds different but it is such a creepy almost feeling because it's not like nice heaven it's like kevin corrupted and, yeah, I about say- and it feels just alien in general. That that's just an amazing piece, like all of that. And I'll tell you right now because I've heard plenty of Final Fantasy VII remakes uh, soundtrack. I, I love the music from that too. I just feel that Doom had just so much support sound music wise. Take this opportunity to point out that Final Fantasy VII won this cat category. <clears throat> Again, I praise Final Fantasy VII Remake music. I think it was all very, very good. Yeah. Do it makes you want to kill a man, and some days you're like, I feel it. Well, here's my question to you then. With like the diversity of the music in between these games, would that had like, with that would that be the difference where it would make Final Fantasy VII be the winner of this category? Because like Hades, Hades' uh, uh, background music—it's really, it's really good, you know. But they're all like, they're all like really similar in feeling. Same with Last of Us. Last of Us uh, uh, music was very similar in feeling, where it's like somber, a lot of country, slow guitar playing. They're all very similar to each other. So my question to you is that if Doom were to win, would it be the variety of music they would put in these two games would would that had would that make any difference into like final fantasy 7 remake not winning it then um i think one of the big ones is that with doom eternal despite every you know despite i'm sure there being a variety to the music i am i safe in assuming most of it is just fuck yeah heavy metal yeah, no, um, I, I feel for, it. For the, yeah, no, for the most part, yes. There, but like I said, there are places and specific places that the uh, where they kind of shake it up. They shake it up a bit, and it's creepy or different. There's even a specific place where the Doom Slayer goes back to something that you don't personally know, but it's it's from his past and his history. So when you get there, it seems different. It seems a little foreign. But when the music cues up, it's actually a redone version of uh, the. V- 
very first boss level of Doom One, like Doom, like you know, original Doom, and it's it's, it's this, it, but it's it's so uh, just just I don't know the word would be for it. it's not heavenly, but it's just you know it's it's, it's awe inspiring. It's, it's it's crazy. It's not uh, all it's not all he- heavy metal. Uh-huh. A lot of it is, and a lot of yeah. it's very interesting. But the, the diversity in it is just so well done. Okay. And, I would like to say, I think, I haven't played either of these games. I haven't had a chance to play either of these games. Even though Final Fantasy probably has better music, I feel like the music for every Doom game, what drives it is that it's good hype music, which I think is obviously what goes better with that game. You need that really good hype music, and it helps drive the game and get the player more invested in a way, I want to say. I like, I think, I think, I think my main point on on it is that the music in Doom always the music in Doom, although most of it, like I said, is heavy metal. Even during the heavy metal parts, it just it does change uh, a lot uh, in between. Like each level has its own kind of overall, and and encounters and whatnot have their own things, especially with bosses and whatnot. Uh, I know Final Fantasy has plenty of its own stuff, but there is some overlap. On a couple things, and I feel it's just it, the soundtrack of Doom always felt like I was always having the funnest time ever. While there were certain parts of Final Fantasy VII Remake where you, you you know you do more of a little bit of a grind, and it's it's not sure. necessarily always the funnest time ever. It's always fun, but just like it, again, it's. It's that that the the doom movement of flying through the air, like you know, slingshotting off of a, a mancubus while firing, to listening to this, you know, heavy metal is <laughs> going. Like it's always, always fun. No, so, I get you. I mean, Doom could have very. I mean, I think every game uh, up here again. I didn't play Last of Us, but just from your description of Doom, it sounds sounds like just about all of these could have had a reason for why it could win. Um, Final and Fantasy VII probably just got on there for probably one nostalgia and, and I, two all the, all the, diversity. All the, yeah, I was, I, I was sorry. I, I was to say that when it comes to this category, I think they all had very good music. But like, uh, like um, um, uh, who was saying it earlier? Um, I don't remember. But uh, Hades and Last of Us had very similar music all the way through, and although it was good, it wasn't a whole lot of change. Um, I don't know Ori's music enough. To, I know from what I've heard, it, it's it's good, but I don't know a lot of it. Just of those two, the most I know of of between. Doom Imagine and- if the Lord of the Rings elves like scored a video game. That's pretty much horrible. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> <laughs> All right, so so it would again like uh, like I was saying, it would be very similar in nature. So I think like because um, in Crunchyroll Awards um, there was an anime called Care on Tuesday. The reason why that won the Music Awards is because it's vast diversity of music. Like the anime itself is about music, right? It's about making music. It's about following these two artists making their own independent label and in mars or whatever um so i think i think score there really needs to be a lot of diversity and a lot of like you know melancholic sounding calming and very hype music there needs to be a lot of diversity in order to make it a good score you know like 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 falco like falco like you said i agree with you that a lot of doom songs are very good they're they're very like hype you up, you know. They're very active. They keep you 
in the zone, you know, and I don't disagree with that. Um, it's just, and you did provide some like, um, like diversity into its music, but if that's like the only diversity into the music, then I, it's just like, it might not be enough for it to win the best score or like best music into the, uh, into the category. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, uh, it's arguably so, and I'm, I'm willing to, you know, understand that point. Uh, I, again, I, I, none of these guys had bad music and they didn't. I just felt that as far as what was the best and what was the, the funnest and what was the greatest to listen to, the fact that I still listen to it even when I'm not playing the game is, uh-huh. <laughs> is kind of telling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's move a, just a li- little quicker. We've already been at an hour and I just scrolled down the page. We're like only like a fourth of the way down the page. Of there's a lot of little awards that kind of. There's a lot of ones that I'll be honest, yeah. I don't give a shit about most of the esports awards. Uh-huh. I'll just be honest. Um, but i don't follow esports anymore yeah so moving along our next category was best audio design um on that list we had doom eternal half-life alex ghost resident evil 3 last of us part 2 with last of us also taking this category Uh, as far as audio design you're just talking about like in-game audio and sound again so what do you guys think from the game that you've played it's I think my favorite part about close combat in Last of Us is the sounds that they make with any weapon that you pick up. It they all sound very unique and it's honestly like as gory as it is, it's fun, you know, to just like run up to them and smack them with a crowbar, but it's not that little crowbar like it's not like a little thing. It's like a thud and a splash and a crack. Everything. Yeah. Oh, I hate it more. <laughs> it's like I feel. I feel like the auto design for Last of Us Part Two is definitely, like I said in the previous, it's a huge step up from. They have a huge, they have a really good foundation, and they add a lot of fluff into it. I think um, the uh, the mob villains, the mob bad guys, having their own little backstory. I think that also contributes into auto design. So, <laughs> okay, Falco, uh, I I have to agree. Uh, I think of all the awards, I think this was the most deserving of The Last of Us. Okay. I think The Last of Us is the most deserving in this category. Uh, I will say that I did not vote for The Last of Us, but that's because I felt sad. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> the Resident Evil 3 didn't have many awards. The Resident Evil uh-huh. 3 didn't have many awards, and uh, obviously it was because a lot of people found it short. and uh, They didn't like some of the changes in the story and whatnot. I really loved it still, and I still thought it was well enough for audio design, so I hadn't voting for that. Um, but I think all five of these, considering again that I've played four of them and I've seen all of one, all of the all of the one that I haven't played, uh, all have really good audio design. But yeah, it's that it's that thing of like The Last of Us Two of like stop, you know, slowly sneaking up an enemy and throwing a brick at their face and then running up to them and bashing them in the head with a with a baseball bat. And as soon as another guy comes around the corner, you pull out a pistol and shoot him in the face. It's you know it's it's this 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 chain of, of sounds that all sound different and are all done very, very well. It's, it's, it's so surprisingly well done uh, more so than any of the games they had done already. As far as Naughty Dog goes, that it was very impressive. Very nice to hear. Jeff, any comments? Uh, I unfortunately do not have any comments. Cause again, I haven't played any of the, I haven't got a chance to play any of these games on here, so I don't really have much to say about okay. uh, either. Yeah. 
No problem. That's why I've been quiet. I haven't played any of these games, so there's not much I can contribute. No worries. We'll move on. Uh, next category is best performance. Uh, nominations were Ashley Johnson as Ellie from Last of Us 2. Laura Bailey as Abby, also from La- Last of Us 2. I think two from the same game is cheating, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> Daisuke Chuzi Tsuji as Jin Sakai from Goza Tsushima. Logan Cunningham as Hades from Hades. And Not- Naji Jeter as Miles Morales from Marvel Spider and Miles Morales. I have one thing I had to say on this is when I was going over this. Uh, Miles Morales, I did not expect to see any Spider-Man on this list uh, because I felt that game came out kind of too late to th- in the year, came really close to the war. So, so did Hades, and it's everywhere. Yeah. Well, Hades came out in October. That excited. Miles Morales came out in, like, what, November? or uh, So same, it came out later. To yeah, be fair, they, when you're talking about a thought. lot of... When you talk about a lot of the the news outlets are the ones that are voting on this, they got these games a lot sooner than we did. So they had a little more time with it. Yeah, but I'm going to say, it's kind of like, um, what can I say? Um, In that argument, I was going to say, if people got the game earlier than something like when Super Smash Bros. Ultimate came out a few years ago, it came out on the day, so therefore there could have been a chance that game. Could have been. Again, I just felt it was too it was too late in a year that it wouldn't get nominated and it would just be put back to the next like the twenty twenty one awards, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like we're like it's too late to enter this game, but we'll have it as a consideration in like twenty twenty one. That's my thing. I just didn't expect the game to show up at all in uh I mean this awards. Technically, if you say the same for Hades, and Hades is, I think, relatively fresher than Miles Morales, correct me if I'm wrong, um, then you can say the same for Hades, where it wouldn't even be considered as this yeah. year. It would be considered the Hades, next year. I was also surprised. I was also kind of a bit surprised. Like, I wouldn't be mad if it got pushed back to like a next year game. Like, that's fine. I want to say, I, again, I think, I think it's because Miles Morales was later than Hades that I felt like that's why. Mm. Okay. Um, um, jumping but, back onto the topic, but um, I do want to talk about Laura Bailey. I didn't point out that Laura Bailey as Abby is the one that won. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, honestly, uh, <laughs> so, Laura Bailey really comes from a long resume of voice acting. You see her names in a lot of like dubbed animes as well. So, I she's been I doing anime for like, a very long time. Yeah, and for to even see her name as Abby. In the in a gritty game of Last of Us, it's a very different feeling because you do recognize her voice a little bit. But then, you know, as a game, just gritty, and for her to portray the character of Abby was absolutely well done. Uh, same goes for Ashley Johnson. I think Ashley Johnson would have been a really uh, like a close uh, would have been right up behind Laura um, Bailey because uh, her voice acting as Ellie, she's familiar with the role, but now that Ellie's grown up. She, uh, Ellie has a lot more emotions. Ellie has a lot more feelings, a lot more shit going on. Uh, sorry for the lack of better words. Um, but you know, and, and seeing Ashley Johnson, uh, voice acting as Ellie tackling on this situation just adds on to the more impact of her getting a nomination for best performance. Yeah, and good for her for it. And by the way, she, she's the one that everyone gave a bunch of shit to, to put a light. Lately, once again, just to beat a dead horse, shame on you. Um, yeah. Moving on from that, um, we have 
games for impact. Now this cat category as described on the site was a thought provoking game with a pro social meaning or message. These were if found from dream feel Kentucky route zero TV edition from, from cardboard computer spirit fair from thunder Lotus games. Uh, the only game on this list I have played uh, tell me why from don't nod entertainment and through the darkest of times by pain bucket games. The winner yeah. of this category was tell me why. I have not played any of these games. The only one I'm very aware of is Beer Fair because I think that was one of the few games I saw that actually excited me. I just haven't gotten around to buying it and playing it. But I like the concept behind it of it being uh, you're basically like a shepherd to a bunch of like dead spirits. You're a shepherd of souls. Yeah. You're a shepherd and you basically help these spirits like prepare themselves to move on to the next life. And I liked it more for the fact that it was, it's, I think it's a more beautiful way of taking how the concept of death is than anything really. That is like, you're helping them move on. And it's like very touching when you see like the animations of them finally moving on into the next uh, into the next world or the afterlife is very beautiful, and for me, that's what I like about that game. It was very tranquil and had like a positive view of like this is how the afterlife is going to be. Because, like, uh, especially if you grew up, I don't want to get religious, but like a lot of religion is like if you're bad, you go to hell, and all this happens and everything like that. So I I kind of viewed it as like a more positive outlook on the afterlife and everything than. What I've and like a person and like what religion has been teaching. Um, has any of the have any of these games been touched by you guys? Have you guys touched these games whatsoever? Or I've only I've played, played one. That's it. I've only played okay. one of them. Uh, I played through the darkest of times. Uh, and how was your experience with that? Because this is a game for like pro social meaning or impact, which is a really interesting category to have because with the massive amount of games and for games of impact, of course, these games must must be sending a message in a much more, I guess, obvious kind of way. But uh, how did you guys take it? Uh, you know, I because I don't know the other games very well, what I'll just say is that through the darkest times, is like taking place right after, you know, Berlin in 1933 after Nazi party takes over. So you're, you're building kind of like a resistance underground to it. So there's a lot of like learning of history and learning through that and seeing what they have to do and what you have to do to try and build a resistance on it. So it's, it's a very, it's a very impactful game for me. Um, considering, uh, me being Italian, German, uh, Japanese, and uh, almost every single one of part of those in my family were all not on the uh, not of the ha- not of the happy kind when those people took over. So uh, and you know went to war on that note, and like my Italian ancestors t- took off. They didn't want to stay. They didn't stay at all. They were gone as soon as uh, certain dictators were put in place. <laughs> So, you know, it's, 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 it's just, it, I like putting myself in that mind and time frame, and it was very just impactful of how to do that, especially because you know, you know, you're building resistance that's going to lead uh, against this major 
military machine that's going to be much worse in how many years, and you're going to have to be more sneaky, more quiet, more whatnot. So it's just, it's very, it's very kind of just thought provoking. And, and again, like it's just, it, it, it kind of touches on you in interesting ways. So it's, it, it was very good for what yeah. I played. Yeah. Um, I, think, I think that's the point of the game or for this category, at least. Um, how about you? Um, so spirit fair. So spirit fair was, uh, it's it's not the game that you think it's going to be when you first sit down. You don't realize how hard it's going to pull at your heart, your heartstrings, because it it builds itself as a essentially a management game. You're you're a ferryman for the dead, and you are you have to build a boat and keep these spirits comfortable as you carry them from you know their the point of their death to the afterlife. What they don't tell tell you is that while you're doing this and you're trying to keep these characters comfortable, you're learning about them. You're learning about your you're building a bond with them, uh, slowly learning everybody's stories. And then when you get to the end, these characters that it's been your job to take care of, you then have to say goodbye because that's the whole point is you have to let them go and they go off to the afterlife. This game plays your heartstrings like a guitar and it doesn't stop. Um, not in a bad a bad way. It's a it's a great game to play, but there's definitely times where you're like, I fuck man, I I just wanted to play a game after work. Like, <laughs> I didn't I wanna, wanna yeah, I didn't want to hurt. Um, I didn't want to feel sad. I was sad at work. Um, as far as the winner, tell me why. Um, I've read, I've just read a li- little bit on it, so I wish I could say more about it. Um, essentially, it's about two twin sisters who. One of them is accused of killing their mother. One of uh, one goes off to the pe- to a a correctional Pen- facility. Um, the other one, yeah, penitentiary. The other one gets raised by um, a police officer, a detective. During that time, one of the sisters transitions to male, and the they two meet up again later to sell their childhood home. And it's all about learning about their past and the story. Um, I wish I knew anything about Kentucky Route Zero or If Found. Um, I should have looked up something about those before we started. It sounds familiar. I can't remember, but it does sound like a very familiar company. But a lot of these games, like they sound like, I mean, Spirit Fair, I'll, I'll recommend. Like, yes, I felt sad, but still a good game. Through the darkest of times, Falco. It sounds like you really connected to it. Um, tell me why Kentucky Route and If Found. I'm sure all of them are going to connect with somebody. So you know. Definitely, if folks that are listening, look, look those up and see if that's something you'd be interested in. Um, moving on to something that's going to, you know, pluck a little less at the heart. We have best ongoings. These are awarded to games for outstanding development of ongoing content. So these are, you know, your plat your platform games, your multiplayer games, the big ones. These are Apex Legends, Destiny Two, Call of Duty Warzone, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. None of these games I play. Uh, no man's sky is the winner i will say good on them for sticking it out because boy would if i had known they would have won any award a couple of years ago when that came out i would have said you're full of shit yeah, yeah. They, they, had, they had an absolutely rough start so it's kind of it's kind of amazing you know they stuck it out and they keep just keep working on it as the time goes on so i think uh, yeah. i think they're I think where they are now versus where they are before is definitely a big improvement, which is 
obviously I think it's well deserved for oh, best yeah. ongoing. Yeah, because I, I, I agree. Think- I've been I've been playing that game since it started, and yeah, I know yeah. exactly how bad it used to be. I would like mm-hmm. to just point out though, no matter no matter what. When they announced that, when they, I don't know if you guys were watching, but when they announced that No Man's Sky had won, it immediately cut to Sean Murray, the the director of the game and and uh, the director of like Hello Games in general, and he was sitting at his computer drinking a beer, completely <laughs> not expecting it, and he had to like, take the beer out of his mouth and be like, "Oh, uh." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> like he, he was. Yeah. He, he even sounded just a little bit inebriated. <laughs> no, I don't think was I really talk. Yeah, he probably. Well, he probably thought like because they, you know, they have all their pictures up on Zoom, and it's probably like, oh, I'm gonna sit there, and you know, we got a lot of awards last year for basically this, and we've been doing good still, but you know, they're probably gonna give it to whoever, and then they gave it to them, and he was just like, he looked genuinely like. Surprised. Out of his element enough to be like, oh crap, <laughs> I have to say something. <laughs> uh, I'm about to say, I think when we when we went over the nominees in the last video, um, we kind of discussed all the games. Like, I haven't really played all of them except for maybe Fortnite, and even then, we were discussing um, like Apex, Destiny, and Call of Duty. I haven't really done anything super new. It's kind of like same content, new season. So uh, yeah. I gave. I, as far as I'm aware of, I haven't played uh, Apex I, or... Uh, I, I, I would disagree with Apex just a little bit because they've been doing like new maps and stuff. Yeah. Again, it is still... It, and their new legends to keep I think it's life. still more of a battle. I mean, compared to like, again, like No Man's Sky where it's like, right. it started off super rough and now where it is where it's like a really... where it's a good game. And Fortnite, like adding in, here's a bunch of new modes and new events and everything. I, I really, I already knew it narrowed down between Fortnite and No Man's Sky, so I, I kind of figure it'd be yeah. one of those two. Uh, yeah, I still, yeah, I think No Man's Sky still, still, still should should win. Um, and I do think, as far as like innovation goes, it's probably the highest up. I do know that uh, Apex Legends and Fortnite have done a lot of different new things. Uh, but it's still it's still kind of in their realm, you know. Well, No Man's Sky seems to be adding more crazy things all the time. I mean, it just added like we weren't expecting that one big uh, update a couple of months ago where they added the big you know sandworms <laughs> and all kinds of stuff like that. So, and it's just it's just again it's it's just uh, amazing to see how far they've really really come from where it started yeah yeah um, um so moving on just try to keep things moving quicker i know some of us have places uh that they need to be a little later so Next you up, kind of speed run through the a few more of these before we call it speed run things. i'm mostly going to um i'll just read out the winners of once we get to like the the, the esports stuff because I don't think most of us are going to have much, much to discuss on that. We can discuss a, co- a couple of these still, but we'll start to speed it up a bit. Uh, next one is Best Indie. Uh, nominations were Carrion, Fall Guys, uh, Ultimate Knockout, Hades, Spelunky 2, and Spiritfarer. Hades took this one. Um, I think that's pretty pretty fair. Well-deserved. Yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah, such, yeah, such a strong beginning. Well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, next one after that was best mobile game. This, uh, listing off of this was among us, call of duty, mobile Genshin impact legends of Terra, Pokemon cafe mix. The winner being among us. 
Uh, I'm not shocked, although I definitely think Genshin Impact would not a game I played, but I know everyone in their motherfucking plays it right now. Um, yeah. So definitely a contender. But Among Us, I mean, come on, Among Us. I'm, Among, no, Us I'm just... Among Us is much more accessible to non non anime fans as well, which is you know it, it makes sense. They're cute. It's 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 easy. Uh, it's, it's a more like mainstream wide pleasing. Appeal. It's visually pleasing, more I, so I, than hot anime guys and I, girls. I honestly forget that Among Us was is also a mobile game because I've only ever played it on. I've played it a lot on my computer. I automatically forgot that it was mobile. I was gonna say, like, <laughs> I, I, I I agree with Among Us play, uh, winning in mobile game, although I still think it plays much better on the computer than it does on mobile. Yeah, I'm again accessibility. That's that's what it's all about. Uh, next one is best community support. Specifically, this is recognizing a game for outstanding community support, transparency and responsiveness, uh, inclusive social media, and game updates. We have Apex Legends, Dead Destiny 2, Fall Guys, Fortnite, No Man's Scott, and Valorant. Fall Guys took this one, and I would probably have to agree. They've been yeah. a very receptive to social the, media presence. Oh, yeah. They're good with keeping their community happy, even though the community itself, I've heard, is. Kind of toxic is a kind of the community Shocking. itself. Is kind of, yeah, it's kind <laughs> it of toxic, it which is my own It's not like the community, like it's not the uh, creators saying like, "Hey, make this super toxic." It's just the, how the fans turned out. Well, again, it, it's it's how a lot of these like really fast up and coming indie games are nowadays. <laughs> they yeah. they get really popular and then they're they're a lot of fan bases turn toxic after a while. Uh, I'd have to agree. I felt. I felt their community support is amazing. I mean, they even decided to add just this giant big hammer that appears in random stages called Big Yidus that can <laughs> you all the way to the end just because somebody said that they should. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's, I think they definitely, definitely uh, are top in this category. Yeah. Uh, next one, we have best VR or AR. We have Dreams by Media Molecule. Uh, Half-Life Alex by Valve, Marvel's Iron Man VR by Camouflage, Star Wars Squadrons by Motive Studios, and Walking Dead Saints and Sinners by Skydance Interactive. I would say Squadrons is a real strong contender on there, but Half-Life is Half-Life. What are you going to do? Yeah, I was about to say, say, Squadrons is a really strong contender, but I think one reason why I didn't win is because it's inner... Was it, it was interactive like best VR? I think a yeah. lot of it is how well you get immersed, and I've seen it's also not for, primarily VR. Yeah, but uh, I think I think it's a lot more. You have to do a lot more work with squadrons to feel super immersed. Like our friend bot had to go all the way out and try to hunt down a flight control stick so he can plug it into his computer. And that took a hassle. I even did, I think he still has issues with that thing for time to time. Um, um, I think I think that's much more of an optional, more of a again. It is, it, but that's how I heard a lot of people have the play. option to to not go fully immersive. But the fact that it's fully immer- it has the option to not go fully immersive is probably what made it um, not win best VR. Yeah, uh, I, as, as a person who's at least dipped a toe in all these, I've played. Or at least watch them all, because, like I said with Alex, um, I I I think Dreams is a great game, but I don't necessarily think it's the best VR game. I think Squadrons is amazing, uh, VR and not. 
Uh, I was really surprised at how well Iron Man and The Walking Dead were too. They did. They actually turned out very well, surprisingly. I was a little worried considering how some Walking Dead games go, <laughs> and same thing with uh, you know Marvel games. Um, but I do think with what I saw as much as I did in Alex, I think it still deserved the win. Uh, but if if it hadn't, I would have. I would have definitely probably given it to Squadrons. Uh, next category, we have innovation and accessibility. Uh, to make to understand this one, this is essentially the category of games that opened themselves up to a wider audience. Uh, so we have Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Grounded, Hyperdot, Last of Us Part Two, and Watch Dogs Legion. With Last of Us Part Two being the winner in the category. Considering this category is basically the "Hey, let's try and get more people to play our game" category. Um, um, I think I think this category is catered towards more people who have difficulty, um, like you know, like difficulty accessing the game or listening to the game or even um, watching the game. So I feel like uh, I haven't really touched onto the features of Last of Us Part Two, but I have I did hear about the uh, options that you could make it easier for people with um, you know disabilities and um, difficulties playing video games for it. And those options are available. The fact that they openly say that, like, I think it was the beginning of the game or uh, beginning of, like, the interview or whatever. It's like, hey, you could play this if you have trouble doing blah, blah, and blah. So I think I think that's a really nice touch for getting more people to play the game. Yeah, it actually it has a very big, like, okay. uh, different spectrum of, of, of colors. You can change things in specifics uh, as far as, like, uh, you know, colorblind things, uh, indications for sounds, or if you're if you're hard at seeing things, stuff like that. It's actually very, very accessible to, uh, uh, you know, anyone impaired with those types of either disabilities or just in you know uh, afflictions or whatever. And, and I think it. I, I haven't tested a lot of these other ones to see exactly how well they do, but it was the amount of how much that they did. For the Last of Us Part Two, in that that I was impressed with, so I think yeah. it was well deserving of it. All right, uh, for these next couple of categories, these are genre categories. I'm going to just try and speed through these uh, so we can get on to a couple of others. Uh, so the first one up is Best Action Game. We have Doom Eternal, Hades, Half Life, Alex, Neo Two, Streets of Rage Four. Winner of this category was Hades. Next one is Best Action Adventure. These were Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Ghost of Tsushima, Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales, Ori and the Will of the Wisps, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, and Last of Us Part Two. Last of Us is the one that took it here. Best RPG. We had Final Fantasy VII Remake, Genshin Impact, Persona 5 Royal, Wasteland 3, and Yakuza Like a Dragon with Final Fantasy VII Remake taking that category. Best fighting game, we had Grand Blue Fantasy Versus, Ultimate or Mortal Kombat 11 Ultimate, Street Fighter V Champion Edition, One Punch Man, A Hero Nobody Knows, Undernight in Birth EXE, uh, Late CLR, hell of a fucking name on that game. <laughs> Mortal Kombat 11 is the one that took it. Best family game, we had Animal Crossing, Crash Bandicoot 4, Fall Guys, Mario Kart Live, Minecraft Dungeons, and Paper Mario the Origami King with Animal Crossing New Horizons being the one to take it. No shock there. 
Best Sim and Strategy Game. We had Crusader Kings 3, Desperados 3, Gears Tactics, Microsoft Flight Flight Simulator, and XCOM Chimera Squad. Microsoft Flight Simulator took that category. Not shocked. Really popular one. Best Sports and Racing. We had Dirt 5, F1 2020, FIFA 21, NBA 2K21. Fuck you. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 with Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 taking the game. That was pure nostalgia, I'm guessing. Best multiplayer game. game. Fuck yeah, it was. Uh, Best multiplayer game. We had Animal Crossing, Among Us, Call of Duty Warzone, Fall Guys, and Valorant. Among Us taking the cake, also not shocked. Uh, final one of the quick run of the quick run here. Content creator of the year. We had Alana Pierce, J.N. Lopez, Nick Merckx, Tim the Tapman, and Val- Valkyrie. Is that how you say her name? I hope so, because yeah. she's the one who won. <laughs> My vote went to Alana Pierce, but that's because I'm a big fan of um, Funhouse. Which isn't fair, because she's done a lot before Funhouse and has now moved on to something else. Now we get to one I do want to have a discussion about. We have best debut game. We have Carrion from Phobia Studio, Mortal Shell from Cold Symmetry, Raji and Ancient Epic from Nodding Heads Games, Rookie from Polygon Treehouse, and Phasmophobia from Kinetic Games with Phasmophobia being the one that take it. Um, I don't know much about the others. Mortal Shell I know is kind of like, Dark Souls for people who were tired of waiting for the Demon Souls remake, but Phasmophobia. I mean, come on, right? That's a very fun game. I, yeah, it's, <laughs> a, was a fun one. it's a hot game right now. So it's, 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 fun talking about. it's it's very fun. I think it's still a little rough in certain places, but I yeah. think but it, it but I think I think it's, it's, hard, but. yeah. It's, I mean, it's the first game from Kinetic Games, so the fact that the very first game got so many people to play i think that's just an accomplishment in itself you know yeah uh, yeah it, definitely it's, it's a game it that came, you can play with friends and yeah yeah i think it also just came out around the right time it came out around halloween so what better way to spend halloween than a game where you hunt ghosts this perfect right. timing in there that was yeah. great so, um I, go ahead. no it they they and it's it's the right conditions. Everyone's stuck at home. Like you said, it came out around Halloween, um, I think a little earlier. But Kinetic has been doing really, really well on considering this is their first game. Um, you've got it's the the following that this game has gotten, the content and support that they've been pushing out for it. Um, the fact they that they're still life. working on it. They did a nice little Halloween thing where I think it was like around Halloween, if you joined on, it was like the sky was like blood red it's like you got these nice creepy shadows you got like pumpkins everywhere i love shit shit like that i love when a studio especially you typically see it with indie studios because they that's where a lot of the love still is i think um but uh whenever you see the the support like that and i wish i could speak to some of some of the other games like i know mortal shell people like it like i said it's kind of like dark souls if you're sick for waiting for more dark Dark Souls, it's there to kind of fill that gap. I don't know anything about Raji or Rookie or Carrion, so I can't say anything on them. But Phasmophobia, like Kinetic Studios, you guys are kicking out of the park, so keep it going. Um, next up are a couple um, of the uh, it's the esports categories. So like I said, we're going to s- kind of speed through these. No disrespect to the esports community. I fully support esports, but I don't really follow esports. So, I mean, most of these guys, of the 
categories, really. It's all esports related. Most of these and guys were what game do you play? Okay, I'll vote based on that. Uh, so we have best esports athlete. When we had, uh, you know, what? I'm just going to use their uh, their tags and say their full names here. We'll be here all day. Crim Six playing Call of Duty, Showmaker playing League of Legends, Canyon playing League of Legends, Shotzi playing Call of Duty, and Zaiwu playing CS:GO with Showmaker Heo Showmaker Sue uh, taking the category. Best esports coach we have Zonic for CS:GO, Krusty for uh, Overwatch, Grabs for League of Legends, Zeffa for League of Legends, and Rambo for Call of Duty with Danny Zonic. Sorensen taking it. Next one was best esports event. We have the premier spring final for CSGO. Call of Duty uh, League Championship 2020 for Call of Duty. IEM Katowice 2020 for CSGO. League of Legends World Championship 2020 League of Legends. And Overwatch League Grand Finals 2020 for Overwatch. With the League of Legends World Championship 2020 taking the category. Best esports game. We had Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, CSGO, Fortnite, League of Legends, and Valorant. League of Legends taking the category. Best esports host. We had Golden Boy, Machine. Uh, I don't. I think she pronounces it S jokes or S jokes. Not sure. Dash Shiver with God. This lady's name. <laughs> I'm going to butcher the fuck out of this. Ifye Shooks. Deportere. God, I'm so sorry. I, lo, lo, I hope we don't get comments in the bottom of this of like they're not pronouncing the name correctly. I'm look, those are letters and that don't go together in American English. English. So yeah. I don't I don't understand it at all. But it looks like based on the card she's holding, that's League of Legends, I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's correct. So she's a yeah. she's a League uh host. So congrats to her for taking it. Uh, next one in our final category is best esports team. We have Dam One Gaming for League of Legends, Dallas Empire for Call of Duty, G Two Esports for League of Legends, San Francisco Shock for Overwatch, and Team Secret for Dota Two. With G Two Esports taking the category, congrats to them. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the list of the Game Awards for 2020. Obviously, a very heavy presence this year was The Last of Us Part Two. I have my feelings on that, but maybe we'll make that a separate video the next time we have a discussion. I'm sure they won't be popular, but I will try to make them fair and succinct. What do you guys think? How is this year's list kind of going to stack up? <clears throat> Evan, we'll start with you. Oh, um, I I just think that um, uh, a lot a lot of the winners and nominees are well very well deserved, especially with uh, Thirteen Sentinels taking the best narrative, and all the other games as well. Um, I just feel like um, there there is a lot of dominance with Last of Us Part Two, and a lot of it is well deserved. It's um, it's just the a lot of people might not take too kindly in some of the categories, and that's the part where. Um, I feel a little disheartened to say that I actually really like Last of Us Part Two, and um, but you know they put a lot of work into it. Like e even though even though there's a lot of been a lot of controversies and things like that, there's just, just still a lot of love and support for it. Um, but it's nice to see Hades 
up there. I, Hades is a game that I Grand fully on support. I enjoy Supergiant games. I love Transistor, and to see Supergiant coming back up on top again, that's really that's really nice for me to see. Yeah. All right, uh, Falco, what do you think? Uh, I agree with a lot of what uh, what he said. Uh, I do feel that there was a couple of more uh, a couple of those categories that I feel really could have gone either way through Ghost Ghost is just uh, Ghost of Tsushima or The Last of Us Part Two. Um, that the fact that either one of them won, which was you know goes uh, only Ghost in one category compared to The Last of Us Part Two and the others. Um, that it was still good, and I still feel all the nominees were well-deserving of it. And uh, I think, for the most part, uh, it was still a good a good show, good good awards, good uh, good winners. But it wasn't anything way over-surprising or uh, as, as amazingly, you know, jump out of your seat happy, because uh, you kind of figured it. Kind of figured it was yeah, going to happen. There's Not no like, real dark horse in here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it, it didn't. It didn't hit like uh, like last year when Sekiro won. You know, game of the year. That was that was I, I felt was a, was actually a really cool moment. Uh, this year it was more of well, okay, I figured, and it's good, but it just wasn't as as crazy exciting. Yeah. Um, I agree with everyone else. I thought it was a pretty good show. Honestly, I think there'll be some people that will probably complain because of the pandemic. A lot of games that would have came out this year, like a lot of the big ones, all got pushed back to next year. So they people said it probably would have been better if we didn't have this. But with what we have, what we got, even though with lack of super big title games, it was still a pretty good, pretty strong list of contenders. Like every game on there has their merits for why they could have won. Um especially whether it be like technical achievements that they have even or even like social um impact that the game has like again like in the last video i predicted i thought i'm crossing it went more for the social impact rather than the technical adversity to it but still they're all of them are great games it was a good list uh i can't wait to see what comes out next year and hopefully it will be just as good as we've got this year yeah, no, I agree. All of you have really great points. Every everyone that won, I mean, every category that we looked at, I I can't fight the uh the the victor in the category. I could debate why I think the other one could get it, but at the end of the day, I'm not angry about any of these. I think they all were very fair and very deserved it. Um but that's going to be the end of the list. So that's going to be the end of the video. So thank you everyone very much for listening today. I really appreciate all of you guys being here and making it out. Um, to be able to be a part of this discussion at the end of the year. Um, to you, the audience, thank you very much for watching today. And don't forget, you can find Gamer Culture content at GamerCulture.com or right here at the Grand Geek Gathering. Uh, we have a huge backlog of content, including videos, po podcasts, and articles discussing all kinds of aspects of gaming. Um, you my name is Kuma. I host over here. I uh, sometimes write and edit for the network. Uh, Kibbles, buddy, where can they find you and what do you do? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kibbles Plays. I mostly post up any new games I get to my collection. And I will be getting back onto Twitch once I figure out my frame rate issues and all that good stuff. But uh, if you want, you can follow me on Twitch at Kibbles Plays. 
and I will be trying to stream on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings. Good deal. Falco, who are you? Where can they find you? <laughs> uh, I'm Falco. I'm Kevin Falco on uh, both the Zombie Corner and on my own Twitch. You can find me at twitch.tv slash ZC, and you can find me on YouTube as Zombie Core. Same thing with uh, Facebook, uh, Zombie Core, Core like the Marine Corps, um, and Instagram as well. We also have a Discord. And uh, you can come catch me stream uh, at the moment. I'm schedule's kind of in flux because of the new job, but I'm at least still streaming pretty much every Sunday and Monday at least. All right. And Kevin, what about you? Who are you? Where can they find you? What do you do? Um, this is Kevin, your host from Shukai. You can find our show, our Shukai show on the Granky Gathering Network. Um, it's where we just gather around and talk about anime, not any specific anime in general. We like to discuss things in a broader sense and what makes anime, uh, Japanese culture, uh, Japanese pop culture so great. And what we can, obviously, since, um, Unfortunately, we couldn't go to cons, but, you know, we still talk about cons every now and then. But yeah, you can find me on the GrandGeekGathering.com, uh, the website, and under the Grand Geekery tab, and you can find us there. Okay. And, of course, you can find Gamer Culture over at, uh, over on Instagram, Twitter, fa- Facebook. Gamer Culture, one word that is culture with a K. And, again, thank you, everyone, very much for watching today. And, as always, stay cultured and... G G G